Happy Woo Wednesdays! My half-day live masterclass called Fill Your Inbox with Inquiries yesterday was off the hook. I empowered dozens of wedding photographers and they empowered me. I taught them how to get on the preferred vendor list, automate their marketing, and become a walking lead machine and get leads everywhere they go, even at weddings. Be sure to look out for my next one coming up in about five to six weeks. So today I have Lisa Marie Photography in the Get A Heck Yes house, a repeat guest and a dear friend of mine. Check out our other episode about how to brand yourself in a new location. She used to second shoot for me, lead shoot for me for the Carissa Wu Photography team before she sadly moved to Tahoe. I miss her so much. Today we talk about do's and don'ts for second shooting. If you want to get into wedding photography, start off by second shooting to build your experience and portfolio. You are going to want to tune in. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have my business bestie, Lisa Marie, photography. She used to live over here in Torrance and shoot with me, um, but now she moved to Tahoe. But I'm glad that we get to connect. So welcome, Lisa. Hello. Happy New Year. What have you been up to? Uh, Well, a lot of proposals. Oh, cool. Yeah, where I live right now is uh, the perfect place, apparently, to propose at Lake Tahoe. So, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of that, but just kind of, you know, rounding up for the year and trying to, you know, plan for 2023, really, you know. That's cool. I mean, the proposals yeah. to turn into, you know, bookings, you'll probably shoot their engagement and then wedding. So that's, that's kind of the hope, you know, um, I hope it's, it's a little tough sometimes because it's the guy that picks out the photographer for, or, or the main partner, I guess, oh, that's right. um, that picks out the photographer for this. So I always kind of hope, you know, I can kind of reel them in for their wedding, you know, especially if they're going to come back here or if they're, you know, located within California and Nevada. I mean, I'm willing to travel, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I forgot to say the hot topic today, guys, is do's and don'ts for a second shooting. But um, I wanted to ask, like, in a nutshell, what has been like your time in Tahoe? Has it been three years now? Almost three. Yeah, almost three. So like in a nutshell, like what has your experience been living over there and like transitioning from Torrance to Tahoe, TT? Uh, well, I have four seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's been awesome though. Like I love having four seasons. I love to ski. Um, so that's the season we're in right now. And I love um, 
the I love the beach too. So I get both of the beauty of those. And then even the shoulder seasons, like the fall really does have like fall colors, which is awesome, you know, for photography. And then spring, you actually do have flowers. Like it's just nice to have all these different elements. I mean, we get them, you know, in SoCal, but it's a whole different ball game. Um, the snow can be a little challenging. You know, yeah. we've lost power over the last couple of oh days. Um, so that can be a challenge at times, but sometimes I think even because we're kind of close to the holiday season still, it's a much needed break. Yeah. I just watched your reel about them. It's like, oh my God, foliage, foliage, where's the foliage? Oh my God. Yeah. Foliage. I was dying laughing. Is that like a comedian that says uh, that? Oh yeah. It's a uh, Jim Gaffigan. Oh my God. That's so yeah. crazy, <laughs> He's crazy really for funny. foliage. I mean, I mean, you guys have the best foliage over there. Yeah. It's in, you know, it's crazy. Cause I live in Northern Nevada and I had no idea this type of landscape existed before I started coming up here. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. One day. Okay. A little bit back, a backstory about our love story, me and you, <laughs> um, Lisa actually saw me getting proposed to in Redondo beach randomly. Um, we didn't even meet each other. She followed me on Instagram and yeah, she saw my hubby Stu. He didn't really get on one knee. I don't think, but I think I look really happy. Did he? I think he did. Did he? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I don't remember. Yeah. I guess it was just like a world. It's been so long. That's so but... funny. Yeah. So then you DM me um, on Instagram that said, I saw your proposal. And then, yeah, we became business besties. And you would like shoot on my team and second shoot for me. And you were like literally the best second shooter. I really miss you. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of second shooting. And I think this topic is so interesting. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, me too. Especially because you were one of my first people that I second shot for. I even third shot for you. So like I basically would come to a few weddings and just worked for free just to learn the ins and outs of weddings. So thanks for that, because here I am still 250 weddings later. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> successful. I feel like it is important to second or third shoot because you get to be like creative. You get to learn how the wedding day flows. You get to learn how the photographer interacts with the couple. Mm -hmm. You get to like kind of observe what's going on. Like, what does a photographer do? What is their next step? Like, are they the ones fluffing the dress? Are you the ones fluffing the dress? Like, um, is this something for me? Like, can I do an eight or nine hour wedding? So yeah, recommendation to anyone listening right now, like definitely get your feet wet by second shooting. Do you, do you, do you feel like in the beginning it was hard to become a second or a third shooter? Like what was your approach to kind of getting your feet wet? It was actually really hard mm. um, to get jobs. I felt like I was constantly in those Facebook groups and like waiting for notifications for someone asking for a second photographer. Um, and then I'd be like, Oh me, you know, pick me, pick me, you know? And um, especially like my gear in the beginning, you know, it was like, it wasn't a full fame camera. It was like a Tamron 2875. Like nobody wants that. You know? <laughs> kidding. You know, but you have to learn somewhere. And so I just felt so lucky. Like I had you and another, my own wedding photographer, uh, you know, let me tag along. So that gave me like a little bit of a wedding portfolio to go with, but it was really tough because, you know, 
people get a little worked up on like, oh, do you shoot Canon or do you shoot Nikon? And to me at this point in my career, I don't really care what you shoot on as long as it's turns out pretty. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. You your job. <laughs> okay. So how did you like, after it was hard, like, how did you keep persisting and like going for it? Um, did you have that mindset of just like, I just want to keep asking, asking, asking until I get that. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. You have to keep on asking. And then, you know, people, well, my photographers say like you would let me use that for my portfolio. Um, so then I was able to share that with clients that would maybe hire me as their wedding photographer. So my very first wedding I shot was a thousand dollars. They got an eight hour day, two photographers and an album. Wow. They got yeah. like that. But you know, with that being said, it's like that allowed me to kind of get my portfolio going. And then I was able to reach out to more photographers on those groups, still on the Facebook groups. And then also kind of building co the community that we had in the South Bay really helped too, you know, so I could kind of, you know, learn from the best. Yeah. You know? Now, what does your, um, your photography company look like? Like how many weddings do you shoot? What's your style? Like what's your kind of superpower and what kind of clients do you like to work with? So at this point I'm shooting somewhere between 25 to 30 weddings a year. Um, I'd say my style is true to color. So I don't, I'm not trying to fall under like, Ooh, I'm very boho or I'm very light and airy, even though I think true to color does lend itself more to a light and airy photographer. Um, but one thing that I've learned out here near Lake Tahoe, it's so blue. You don't want to like wash out the lake and the sky. So you want to make sure that the photos look like they do in person as well. Um, and then the type of clients I really like, honestly, are a lot of them are a little more a type than me. I think sometimes I may have some sort of a, ADD, like creativity, like, you know, where I'm kind of all over the place. So it's nice. I do tend to get the list makers, but also they're like the list makers that want to have a really good time. Mm. As like my background is in the hospitality industry and bartending and serving. So I always want to kind of have people that I want to have a good time, want to have the champagne pops or yeah. they will like Lately, I've been doing a lot of, um, what do you call that when you put the key in the beer? Um, yeah. What do you call that? Shotgunning, a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They shotgun their beers like at their engagement session or they'll bring like a pizza or something or they are willing to go in the water even if it's really cold, you know. Wow. Yeah. They're so, they're adventurous, yeah, but adventurous. they don't need to climb 10, mountain, 10 miles up the mountain to have a great time, you know, yeah, but they still I mean to have the full experience. Me and you like to drink and we like to party. So mm -hmm. just kind of gravitated towards people that like to have fun. They're not stiff. Like they're not yeah. boring. They're just want to have, want to party and want their friends have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they want to be in the moment, I guess. Yes, exactly. All yeah. right. Let's get into the hot topic. This is a hot, hot topic. And I think a lot of people are going to want to hear this. So do's and don'ts for second shooters. You can start it off with tip number one, and we'll just kind of banter about it. Okay, cool. So the first tip I have, and it's the main reason why you get hired as a second photographer, is to be helpful. So I know for me, the pre-wedding photos are critical. 
because I like to get a ton done before the wedding, like the wedding party. And if they're not doing a first look and it's a season like the wintertime, you know, you try to top load as much before they walk down the aisle, even if they're not going to see each other. So that's a really huge one is someone that's going to be there to support you, you know, maybe get the other wedding party while you're taking photos of them getting ready. So um, another helpful thing with that is having attention to detail because as creatives, we can kind of get wrapped up in the moment and like we start going and we may not notice like, you know, groomsman Jack has like his freaking flask or whatever in his hand or a cell phone in his pocket or something like that. Um, I definitely, I, I, I think, I think like, I like what you said because it's like, you're the second eyes. So yes, photographer, exactly. photographer has a lot of responsibility. So the second shooter is looking out for like, Hey, there's a lipstick on your teeth. There's this uh, hair in your mouth. You got the cell phone in your pocket. It's protruding. Um, yeah. Or your sock is, uh, over your pants like exactly yeah also so being helpful is like maybe like fluffing the dress or getting mm -hmm. the photographer a glass of water or moving that table um, out of the photo or um, a piece of trash like just being helpful and not always being like trying to get the shot but just being helpful to the main photographer yeah 100 percent. because like I said we get wrapped up in the moment we just want to go 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 so having that second pair of eyes is like so helpful, you know, and keeping an eye on the timeline and calling out names for family photos is always a helpful thing. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Tip. Okay. The second tip that you wrote, but I'm going to say it is get creative. This always brings me back to when I first started shooting, like everything mm -hmm. is just this blank canvas. It's like in awe of everything. Like you see a cup like differently than you see a cup like 10 years down the, the line it's like wow that's beautiful like really get like special angles like get low get into bushes like main photographer they have to get that classic shot maybe like um the classic one you frame maybe you could do something different right like maybe it could right. be um you could do be like on the balcony shooting from above maybe you could be on the floor and get like a close shot maybe you could get um shots of the audience or the guests and not have to focus on the main event but tell me more about how you would get creative as a second shooter well i mean i love getting in a bush <laughs> that's the best part you know you can use all those leaves to face frame you know the couple but i think you know something as simple as just checking with the main photographer what lens they're using so mm -hmm. If you're using a 50, maybe I'm going to use like either a wider angle or like maybe like an 85 or 70 to 200 to kind of get that more compressed shot and different details. Um, Cause exactly you're right. It is like a blank canvas. Some of the best shots that I got, I remember second being a second photographer was just like using a different focal length, mm. which, you know, is simple. <laughs> yeah, you're not your your job isn't to get like that main shot. It's from a different perspective. And yeah. some of those shots are even better than the, the first shooter. I and, know. Yeah, it's like you get to be creative. So be creative. Like I had a second shooter and all the photos look like my photos, but that's not what I want. I want photos that don't look like my photos. Yeah. I want to deliver to the client a variety of photos. 
and maybe asking your photographer, the main photographer, like what they are looking for, what type of shots, like going through that before you yeah. even do the wedding is very important. You could take it away with, this is actually my favorite one, but you could take it away with tip number oh. one. This is my favorite one too. And I wanted to start out with this one, but, but I was like, no, it's cause it's kind of serious. Um, cause I want you to remember this day isn't about you. This day isn't about the main photographer. This is someone's love story. So with that being said, you're capturing, you know, precious memories, candid group shots, maybe a really great shot of grandma, like cheersing, you know, during the toast or embracing the bride or the groom, you know, and this very well could be their like last time at a large event. And yeah. I know that sounds a little bit morbid, but it's very true. There's been many weddings where I have photographed, you know, family and two weeks later, like someone passes away. Yeah. So it's not about your signature shots. It's not about any of that. It's about the couple, their family and their love story. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years, they've seen you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15 minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Yeah, it's not just about portraits and romantic shots. Like, like you said, like during COVID, I got so many DMs saying, "Oh, we use that photo like for the funeral." And yeah, absolutely. Oh. Photo, yeah. And now when I when I look at like the grandmas, I'm like trying to get like this perfect portrait of them to like, like just yeah. be, like this is their their essence, like of them. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. And just going back to like, it's not about you, like. It's not about you like trying to get your social media. It's not about you trying to get your um, photo for your website or your Instagram. Like um, it's really about these moments that they never see, like because bride and grooms are so busy. But like you said, like at my wedding, there was like a photo of like the uncle with a tie around his head, like being crazy. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't see that at the wedding, but mm -hmm. looking back at those photos, I'm like, wow, that's a great memory. So it just, it's cliche to say, but capturing the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause you want to capture not only the couple, and I know you've talked about this on your podcast before, but also like the people around you celebrating them, like celebrating your love. And that's the only time that they're ever going to have maybe that photo. So I think, you know, being sensitive to that, you know, as a second photographer is, is really important. And it's also going to make you a really good photographer, mm. you know, to be, watching people be that watcher and watch for that moment and, you know, pay attention to body language and stuff, you know, so when you shoot your weddings, you're awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about you being my second shooter, but this is not on our list, but another amazing thing that I love about you is you put 
the wedding party and the couple at ease and the family, you're always like chatting them up, chatting them up like, oh my God, I'm from Palm Springs too. Or like, oh, I like that sports team. And um, you put them at ease because sometimes there's so much pressure on the main photographer to get the shot and they can't like make banter conversation, but you did a good job of just putting the parents at ease and making them feel comfortable. Always a groomsman. They loved you. Um, they thought it was fun to hang out with you. So that was a huge part of why I loved working with you. Oh, thank you. I mean, I definitely, that is something I strive to do. I think finding a common ground with whoever you're working with is, you know, cool. Like if I see a Dallas Cowboys fan, you better believe I'm going to tell them I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, But, you know, just along with that, yeah, it's making people feel comfortable and like it's their day and that's what I learned the most from you because that was hard for me to do because I'm all about like get the shot get the shot like I'm the like I'm hustling to get the shot and that's great too but then it was hard for me to just be like all right like ease into the day you know like you don't have to be so type a like so I think you really helped me with that oh love that all right so I'll take it away with the next tip as request a contract amen to that me and you talk about this all the time um what should the cover pay how should you dress your duties um how you could use the images um i would say little do's and don'ts is you know never give out your own personal business card if you're working for someone else's brand you're gonna rep their brand so even um if people ask for your social, then you could give like your main photographer's social handle. Um, never like send them photos to the couple, ask them when you're allowed to post them. Um, never reach out to the venue later and say, Oh, like, can I get in the venue list? Um, if it's not your wedding. So those are kind of don'ts. Like, I don't want to be negative, but I just have to say it. Um, you're, supporting and you're repping the main photographer as company, not your own. Amen to that. Yeah. Even <laughs> if you're talking to other vendors, which is really fun. Like we get to have a nice, you know, dinner. Sometimes we get to sit down with a DJ and the florist and planner, like talk about like your main photographer's brand, not your own. So just yeah. a little FYI, anything yeah. else you want to say about the contract? Uh, the contract, uh, you know, I just say, read that contract and, if you have any questions, you can always ask. It's not a big deal. Um, but pay attention to those deadlines as far as when you can post the images. Because most photographers understand that you want to use this for your portfolio. Um, and yeah, I, I think you pretty much covered it on that one. Yeah. yeah. And also, this is hard to do, but you could ask the photographer after like what you could do to improve. I oh, have a hard time with constructive criticism. I've gotten better now. But ask them like how you think the photos turned out is there something I could have done better are there any things that I could improve on um it's going to help you become a better photographer um much faster oh yeah yeah definitely it might be scary to hear those things sometimes but it's better to know now rather than later when it's your own couple yeah my second shooter Milman um shout out to him he asked me that every wedding and I was like it really blew me away because he is Gen Z and sometimes they get a bad rep, but I was like, wow, like that was really impressive. And 
for him to come to me and ask that, it just made me want to hire him again. Cause it's like, you really care. Yeah, for sure. Yay. Okay. You I like that way with the next tip. And I think there's one tip after that. Okay, cool. So the last one for me uh, is to have fun. <laughs> this is your opportunity and it kind of backpedals off, well, not backpedals, but goes off what we just said is like, this is your opportunity to build your portfolio, to learn. So whatever advice that you can take from the photographer, take it. Um, I mean, that's really where I know I learned. I don't know who you learned from, but I learned from you mm -hmm. and, you know, learning even like all the different lighting situations, you know, mm -hmm. you can ask questions. Like it makes the photographer feel special too. When you do ask those questions, I think like, you know, so why do you use off camera flash and what would you do in this situation? And, and also I think when you do that, it does help the main photographer in the sense that they have to stop and think about it too, you know? and being intentional yeah like i wasted so much money on like different flashes and like lights mm. and strobes and um i would be like wow second cheater save yourself money and time and ask these questions to the photographer when you have downtime yeah. um, i'm just trying to think of like little things that like have happened in the past but i guess it's nice to like offer your photographer water like help them carry their bag or like help like um just have like those extra hands with the photographer, like maybe that maybe they need a break to go to the bathroom, say like, oh, I could cover this or um, yeah. just always just kind of always thinking about what the main photographer needs and yeah. be, be pretty careful. Like I know it's cool to get B-roll, but don't do it so much. I would say get your B-roll for like seven seconds and put the phone down um, or ask your main photographer like what they're... Um, looking for like are you allowed to like pull out your phone or do they want b-roll for instagram reels um because some people are okay with it and some people are not so it's important yeah. i go back and forth on b-roll i really appreciate when uh my second photographers will do video even though i'm self-conscious a lot of the time yeah but uh it is nice but then it's hard for me like if i'm the main photographer to whip out my phone yeah. i feel like sometimes it could be a little on the unprofessional side so I guess I go back and forth on it but to have them doing it is awesome because it does make a great reel same but I, I would just say like not all the time yeah yeah <laughs> you did bring that three thousand dollar camera for a yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah oh my god okay so this is all really good tips um I would say if you want a copy of like some second shooter duties, you could actually reach out to me. I'm more than happy to lend it to you. Um, and I guess since I always ask, like, what is your advice to any wedding photographers right now, like struggling to become a second shooter or just get their business off the ground? Like, what would you tell them today to do or some sort of mindset shift? mindset shift or what to do let me think here for a sec <laughs> on the spot yeah on the spot carissa come on now. uh i would say i know it might feel embarrassing but i would just reach out to some of your favorite photographers in the area and you might feel like kind of dorky for doing it but you know it, if you never ask a question you're never going to get the answer mm. you know and I have been rejected in the past by photographers or they've like canceled on me as, you know, learning, you know, as a third, third wheel. Um, 
but you just have to keep on chugging it, you know, plugging at it, going. Um, and I would say if you're not getting the shoots that you want, or you're not getting the weddings you want, I mean, we say this all the time, like you just have to do a bunch of free photo shoots or maybe barter some time, you know, to get barter your photos to get something maybe you want from them. So like maybe if you're female or even a guy and you're getting like your beard trimmed or your hair done, like bring your camera to your hairdresser and be like, let's do a couple branding photos for you. Wow. You know, and give them that, like, that's like, also you're going to tip them, but that's like, give them five photos. And then they may have connections that'll give you like hair and other hair and makeup people or, you know, stuff like that. So you have to shoot for free a lot Um, in the beginning and, you know, don't be expecting that $50 an hour paycheck in the beginning. Like it does depend on experience. You know, sometimes it starts at 30 or 35 or again, you're shooting for free Yeah, as a third wheel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's how photography life works. So it just it does. Yeah, you either make free or you can make five k. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> when I moved here, I did a couple things for free because I just didn't know anyone in the area. So it's like free ninety nine. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, I still do stuff for free. Um, if it benefits your portfolio, so yeah, you have to be humble about it. Yeah. So let's see. Any other second shooting tips from you? Oh, I think we gave like so many good ones. Um, I don't know. I just, again, I love you as a second shooter and I don't know. You just made my life easier. And I think that's like the bit, like just make your main photographer's life easier. Honestly, I still love second shooting all the time because everything. Yeah. It does take the pressure off and it, Honestly, again, like I get to learn someone else's workflow a little bit and kind of be a fly on the wall and see what they do and, you know, kind of just go from there. But, you know, a lot of the time it's hard because you don't get the full wedding experience like for your portfolio. But I mean, how many really do you need? How many shots do you need? Exactly. So. Oh, well, it was good connecting with you. You are a guest. Tell everyone to find you because your Instagram is amazing and your reels are so fun and just seeing like the four seasons because we don't get to see that is yeah. really cool. So tell everyone where to find you. Okay. So my business name is Lisa Marie photography with an I E in the photography. And you can find me on Instagram, Lisa underscore Marie underscore photography. I hate all those underscores, but there's a lot of Lisa's. <laughs> so it is what it is, but that's where you can find me. And you know, I photograph up in here, Tahoe, and I go to SoCal quite often. So, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, that's where you can find me. I go on TikTok, but mostly it's just for like cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> cat videos and cooking videos. You're a cat lover. Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, it was so good to connect. And I can't wait to hang out with you once you're back in town. Yeah, I'll be there soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.